This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Thank you to many of you who have messaged me to do a podcast interview for hearing about your fan experience and looking forward to getting those scheduled and done so that we can hear from more of Guardians fans. Over the past month or so, it's been kind of a challenge getting those done between the lockout and the season started. There was a lot to discuss. And of course now there's there's games to discuss, but definitely wanting to dive back into the fan experience and hear from all of you out there about how you're processing the season and your favorite memories and how you became a Cleveland baseball fan. So no game yesterday as we come into Wednesday April 20th, because we got postponed again. Seemed like it was probably nice enough to play a game last night, but it was windy and cold, so I think I'm going to be grateful when they don't play in the cold any point that that happens. Just a couple of things around the league to discuss, around the Guardians organization. The excitement of yesterday was kind of hearing about some potential call-ups. So, Fran Mills eyebrows on Twitter, LaMole, uh, was uh, broke the news that uh, Gabriel Arias is coming up. Gabriel Arias is going to join the team for the doubleheader. I'm not sure if he's going to be the 29th man because they're allowed to call up a 29th man for the doubleheader or if he's going to replace someone on the roster. Hard for me to imagine that Arias isn't coming up to get regular uh, work, regular starts. Now, I think that it's important to remember that Arias is probably going to have some slow times in the majors. Uh, Still got a pretty, you know, uh, he's got some issues with his swing. But, hey, when he does hit the ball, it goes a long way. And he's been making great progress at Columbus. He also is a uh, great defender. So if they're bringing him up to stay on the roster, I got to believe that he's going to be playing shortstop because it sure seems like Owen Miller and Andres Jimenez are going to be the ones getting the majority of the time at second. Um, if he's coming up on the roster, I would say that means Josh Naylor is going to be your full-time right fielder pretty much. And then you're going to see Owen Miller a lot at first and Andres Jimenez a lot at second. And I don't know what the heck they do with Ahmed Rosario. Like, that's the thing. I just can't quite figure it all out. There's got to be a different piece in place. So it's possible, very possible, that Miller is the 29th man, and so he'll only be up there for the day. And it's kind of, I'm sorry, not Miller, Arias is the 29th man, so he'll only be up there for the day. And then, you know, the team's like, hey, you've done a good job. We're giving you a taste of the big leagues. And then they send him back down following the game. The reason I wonder if that might not be the case is I saw a tweet retweeted by Justin Latta from... uh, Official Guardians Baseball Insider, and I'll make sure to get 
uh, the link to Framil's Eyebrows tweet and Justin Lana's tweet on the description of this episode. Make sure you're following them on Twitter. So he retweeted John Patrick Clancy at Clancy John and Justin's at JL underscore baseball saying that hearing Kirk McCarty got the call to join Sandlin on the Guardian staff in Cleveland. Now, if you're not familiar with Kirk McCarty, one of the most exciting things about him is that his first name is Kirkland. Uh, so I feel like that's a pretty amazing first name. Uh, he's a 5'8", 185-pound left-hander. Very unusual to have a pitcher that, um, you know, who's of that height. He's had a great start to the season in AAA with a .79 ERA, a .387 FIP. Uh, he has a 503 XFIP, so XFIP just saying he seems to have gotten a little lucky on fly balls that haven't been home runs, uh, which seems right because last year's home run percentage on fly balls was 14.9, and this year it's 6.3. Obviously, he's only three games into the season, so not a lot you can tell there. Um, he is striking out 9.5 per nine over the season so far. Last year, he had a 501 ERA and a 523 XFIP, a 544 FIB, fielding independent pitching, in case you're not familiar with those terms. So not especially great year for him. The previous, but he jumped from high A to triple A last year. So you would expect him to maybe struggle a little bit. So hopefully he's kind of figuring things out. Um, what I notice about the scouting reports on him is his fastball gets up to 92, but it has a lot of carry, and his breaking ball has some vertical movement. And I've seen him pitch before, and he's one of those guys that's, you know, hanging in the strike zone with stuff that uh, kind of plays up when he's out there. So certainly could be the kind of guy who maybe can give you some good innings out of the bullpen for sure. I don't really see them using him as a starter per se, uh, I know that Justin pointed out it's only been four days since his last start, so I wonder if he's coming up, if it is uh, just to kind of give some length out of the bullpen and be kind of one of those piggyback guys for a couple innings. It would be nice to see him get rewarded with a major league appearance for being, you know, a good soldier in the minor leagues for a good, good while here and uh, doing his job pretty well overall in the minor leagues. He's 26 and a half years old, so not necessarily a prospect. You're not going to see him on prospect lists, but a guy who's been in the organization and been working with their pitching development staff for a while. So I would think that McCarty would be the 29th man, and Arias would be calling called up for the roster. So that's kind of the confusing part here is to say, well, you know, you can get Arias on the roster um, by sending somebody down, uh, but to get McCarty on the roster, he's not on the 40-man, so you have to drop someone off the roster, which would probably mean you're either going to see Logan Allen, Bobby Bradley, or Yu Chang designated for assignment. So, you know, they can at that point, they can either trade them or waive them and send them down to the minors if they accept the assignment. So all that, all that can happen, um, and we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot of things figuring out. There are a lot of things interested to see what the team is going to do and whether or not both of these rumors are true. Certainly, Justin and Framel's eyebrows are reliable sources and they have good sources. So we'll see what happens and we'll see 
what where it goes from there. It could be an exciting day to figure out where this team is headed and seeing some new faces get some opportunities in the major leagues, which is what we're hoping for to happen all season long. So no Guardians game yesterday, but the uh, Clippers and Ducks and Captains played. The Clippers won their game, uh, so that that's a good thing. The Ducks lost their game 20-6, to but in the Ducks game, we did see George Valera go 3-for-5 with the home run, and Will Brennan get another couple hits. If you haven't heard much about Will Brennan, he's another one of these contact-first outfielders, and he's been having a great start to the season with an OPS over 1,000, as well as George Valera's now OPS over 1,000. So a couple outfielders that are hitting pretty well. Brennan uh, can play center, he can play right or left. He can play anywhere in the outfield and has some good defensive ability. So he's one of those guys that you don't hear a ton about, same as um, Kirk McCarty, but he's just one of those guys that always hits. Uh, maybe a little bit kind of like the Stephen Kwan variety, although Kwan just never swings and misses, and Brennan will swing and miss, but just is a high contact guy. He's a left-handed hitter, six foot, two hundred pounds, can play anywhere in the outfield. Uh, last season, he put up a 107 WRC plus in Akron, and after putting up a 124 WRC plus in Lake County, and so this year's WRC plus is 173, which is pretty darn good. Great to see him and Valera hitting well. Brendan is 24 years old, so a little bit on the older side for a prospect, but still a guy. Hey, if he keeps hitting like that, he's going to find his way in Columbus and then find his way to Cleveland and uh, make a crowded outfield situation right now even even more crowded. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, the Clippers won 4-2. to uh, Not a whole lot to report from the position player side of things. Oscar Gonzalez keeps hitting. He was 3-4. for four. Wonder if he might see some time. It kind of feel at the majors. Kind of seems like he's just a backup for Fran Mill because he's not really a defender, so he probably would play second base. Mikolajek, uh, he is uh, he pitched an inning scoreless yesterday. Hasn't given up a run in the minor leagues. One of those guys we might see in the majors at some point. And Ian Gabau. He uh, pitched a scoreless ninth with three strikeouts, and he has a 225 ERA. One of those guys they picked up uh, after the lockout that you might see in the major leagues at some point to help out the bullpen, and the bullpen needs help. So hopefully he's he's working on some stuff the team's got that him to do and going to be able to provide something for the team. And Adam Scott started for Columbus and pitched four innings, gave up one, uh, two runs, one earned, and had five strikeouts and two walks, so he's been all right too, and uh, pretty good in Columbus. So hopefully he continues that development. So that's kind of a wrap up for what Columbus was doing. Akron lost twenty six, so their pitchers got absolutely destroyed, but their batters um, got some things that are encouraging going on with guys like Bo Naylor and Jose Tania, Brian Rocchio, and uh, Valera and Brennan had the great game yesterday. So what you want to see whenever you have a day where the Guardians don't play and the minor league teams do play or where the Guardians lose and the, and the minor league teams do play, just go on there and see how some of these guys are performing, see who's kind of pushing the issue for them to be moved up a level or to be called up to the majors and follow along. It'll be exciting today to see if Arias or McCarty is the 29th man and if the other one 
is on the roster, if McCarty really is called to the roster, who's moving off the roster, if somebody's being called up to be part of the 28-man roster, which if both are called up, one has to be, then who's going to be affected in their playing time because of that? It'll be an interesting day, and it'll be a doubleheader. So after two days of no baseball, we'll have a game at 210 and then a game to follow that. And we'll see how it goes from there. Hopefully it'll be a good day for the Guardians to win a couple games from the White Sox, the division leaders. That would be pretty exciting. And if not, at least split the doubleheader, get out of this little losing streak that they're in. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.